Hello and welcome. Connie Reagan Green here from HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today, I am thrilled to be talking to John S. Rhodes. John, welcome. Hey, Connie. How you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, you know, you and I, we've known each other, I guess, online, what, maybe five years or so? Yeah, Something that like sounds that. about right. Okay, yeah, and, that sounds about right. and we've missed each other at events, you know, crisscrossing the country all these years because I, I, there's so many of them. Dennis Becker's earn one k a day, and uh, practical profits. There's so many things that you were at when I wasn't, or vice versa. But finally, we met a few weeks ago in Las Vegas. I got to give you a big hug and get a picture with you. Yep, that's right. That's right. Finally. 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 See, if you wait long enough, then you get to do everything that you want to do in life. <laughs> I, be- I believe you got that. that. Right. <laughs> well, John, you know, you are such an incredible person. You're an entrepreneur, a publisher, a product creator, and I found something here about you that you have a bachelor's in management science, a master's in philosophy, and a master's in cognitive and behavioral psychology. So tell us a little bit about that. Where did you go to school and and tell us what you were doing with, with those degrees. Yeah, just real fast on that. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I was in school for about 10 years in total, and um, it was all local. It was all at um, a community college in upstate New York in the in the Binghamton area, Binghamton, New York. And uh, then I went to uh, SUNY Binghamton and later on Binghamton University. So it was all in that area. So as far as the degrees go, yeah, management I figured, hey, if I get a degree in management with a focus on information systems and technology, I'd always have something to fall back on. I figured a business degree was a, a great foundation no matter what I wanted to do. So it was very, very, very practical uh, to get a, a management slash business degree and to focus on technology. I figured that was just a smart thing to do. Very, just, just practical, not out of like, ooh, I love business. Um, although that was the time that I realized that, boy, I certainly do enjoy business. I, I just love, you know, the largest companies, you know, multi-billion-dollar companies, down to you know little old mom and pops and and entrepreneurs. I was like, wow, this is exciting. Uh, even even things like accounting and finance that are otherwise bore, uh, boring and, and dry to other people. I'm like, this is this is pretty interesting. And of course, uh, I, I really started to get the the marketing bug. Uh, in my uh, in, in the later years, you know, uh, junior and, and senior years, uh, with my uh, with my bachelor's degree. In any event, I was uh, I mentioned the technology, and I realized that uh, intellectually, I was very curious about artificial intelligence and machine learning, and everything that that goes into um, you know computers being uh, these these cognitive things, these, these thinking machines. I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. This is the future. So I actually ended up going into philosophy for that because there was this great interdisciplinary program in uh, computers, uh, cognitive science, and philosophy. And, and believe it or not, and it's hard to wrap the brain around this, uh, these things are highly inter- interrelated. Uh, there is very much in common between uh, psychology, especially when it comes to behavioral and cognitive psychology, and machine learning and artificial intelligence, but also computation, computational linguistics, um, you know, computational science, 
and then just basic symbolic logic. And I could go on and on, but it's just like this crazy overlap with philosophy and psychology and, and artificial intelligence. It's really wow. quite something. People think of, of, of philosophy as being, you know, Plato and Socrates, but, you know, when it comes down to it, artificial intelligence uh, really boils down to zeros and ones. It boils down to computation and a lot of it-then rules, a lot of expert systems, and many systems themselves are built using very simple rules, but uh, emergent behavior, emergent decision systems um, come forth as a result of very, very simple rules. And so one of the lessons I learned very early, because I'm guessing that some folks are going, oh, geez. Uh, one of the things <laughs> no, I realized, no, we love hearing this. It's interesting, John. We really do. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what's really, what, to me, I'm very excited about this stuff, is that these very, this is, this is the lesson, very, very simple rules lead to complex behavior, lead to complex decisions, lead to very robust outcomes. You know, uh, a lot of people have heard of the butterfly effect, like, you know, the, the butterfly flaps its wing in, in New York, and then, you know, in L.A. it causes a hurricane. Well, I started to look at chaos theory. I started to look at, you know, fractals. And, again, all these things are highly related to, believe it or not, philosophy. In any event, it started to get too theoretical. I started well, to but let me ask you something, actual, John. Okay, but what you're saying, you're saying the complex things are based on very, very simple behaviors. Is that is that the word that you used? Yes, simple uh, behaviors, right. simple rules, even simple, simple rules. mathematical uh, principles, simple philo- philosophical principles lead to very high levels of of complexity. Uh, very often, in terms of outcomes, so simplicity can manifest or otherwise create high levels of complexity, and trying to reverse engineer the complexity, next to impossible. But you can create complexity and get very robust outcomes from a very simple beginning. Okay, so if someone was trying to change their behavior, you're saying that they could go back to those simple rules that are guiding them and make some very small changes and tweaks and adjustments and have a very, very different outcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's a great example. Well, here's a great example of it, Connie. A great example is, uh, and I I, I started this back in September of last year. I decided that I was going to get up earlier. I was a night owl. I did not like getting up earlier. And I said, you know what? Most successful people that I know, not all, but most successful people that I know get up early. I agree. So that is the only change that I started off with. I didn't try to change all my behavior. I didn't try to, you know, uh, do anything really special or unique, at least at first. I just attempted to get up earlier. And I did it at first with an alarm clock. Um, and then I, I killed, and I, I never use an alarm clock, but I decided I would, I would start with an alarm clock. I did that for about a week just to kind of go, oh, okay, that's what, that's what time it is. And then I started, uh, I, I killed the alarm clock. I stopped using the, you know, any alarms or alarm clock at all. And I kind of... Uh, I kind of figured out pretty fast that I needed a, a reason why to get up earlier, and that led to something else. It led to me creating a morning routine. Now, I didn't start off with a morning routine. I started off with um, I see success in other people because they get up early. People who are successful tend to get up earlier as a rule. Not everyone, but they tend yes. to get up earlier. 
I'm going to get up earlier. So I tried, didn't quite get there, adjusted my behavior a little bit more, built a routine, which gave me a reason why. It was like waking up on Christmas. It was like waking up from a birthday each day because I was working on myself, working on a project, and I had a reason why to get up. And that's led to me creating a very, very rich and robust morning routine that after about an hour of being awake, I have already done things like hydrated myself, taken vitamins, I've stretched, I've meditated, I've written notes to people, I have um, written in my journal, I have created my action item list for the day, I've prioritized activities for the day, um, I've hugged my kids and kissed my wife, and it goes on and on. Simply because I decided by looking at success in other people and in my world and in the environment, by looking at that and going, oh, they get up earlier. That was one simple decision that I, well, one simple, uh, you know, it was an awareness first and then a simple decision. And then that in turn drove the other awareness of, oh, I need a, I need a checklist. And I actually literally have a checklist that I go through. And now because of that, I have this very rich and robust checklist which leads to rich and robust behavior and outcomes i've invested we all hear this the, the best investment you can make is in yourself yes so i by doing this by 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 saying oh other people who are successful get up early and then building a routine and then carrying out the routine and creating a habit a routine out of that hate with you know it's very habit driven the very first hour of my day is the highest level the highest possible level of investment that I could, I could make in any shape or form. I mean, I, financially I can't do better. Um, you know, health-wise I can't do better. I'm investing so heavily in myself for that first hour, setting myself up. So even if my day, the rest of my day, is a complete catastrophe, horrible things happen, my morning one-hour routine, which started off very, very simple, butterfly effect though, very, very simple. Now it's rich and robust. I'm, I'm reinvesting in myself day after day, and I always have a good day. It's impossible to have a bad day because I've set aside one hour to go through this routine, and it's just dangerously effective. I mean, it's just so it's cra- it's so insanely good. Uh, it's hard to even explain to other people what the outcomes have been. I mean, I've, I've had War- Warren Buffett wrote me an, a, a letter back. His business partner, this is at Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, literally, he wrote me a note back. Um, the CEO of Wells Fargo wrote me back, right? So I, I'm sending out postal notes to people. I'm reaching out to people. I never would have done that without this routine. It wouldn't have been something that I, I had considered or even thought of. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write Warren Buffett. He wrote me back. Excellent. So these are the kinds of outcomes that I get as a result of making a very simple decision and then carrying it out, and then, of course, Connie, you know what's coming next. You've got to execute. It can't just be, yes. oh, you know, yes. you have to decide. You have to take action. Be an action taker. Definitely. So that's my story. That's the, that's, okay, oh, right. And then uh, very, very quickly on the, uh, uh, with the degrees and the education. So um, I, I realized that I was getting too philosophical, too theoretical, um, too model-driven and not quite hands-on enough. And I needed something to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, the bachelor's degree, which was management and technology, very, very hands-on, and the more theoretical machine learning, artificial intelligence, philosophy stuff, and so that's how I landed in a, in a nice middle space of cognitive and behavioral psychology, which really amounts to things like memory and attention. 
you've got people that study uh, neuropsychology and they, you know, they, they, they look at the effects of cocaine on rats. They chop their heads off, slice the brains up and look at the, look at the brains, right? And they go, okay, wow, look, look what cocaine does. And then there, there's the folks on the other end of the uh, psychology spectrum where it's like, uh, you know, sit on the couch and tell me how you feel, right? Those are the clinical folks. I call them the couch people. So you've got the clinical folks, you've got the, the behavioral folks, and I wanted to land right in the middle. Um, and that was the cognitive behavioral that was, eh, it's like, that, that thing is like memory attention, um, things, things of that nature. And it happened to be that my particular interest was interface design. So, you know, usability, human factors, ergonomics, how things are designed, how people interact, how people point and click on a screen, what labels make sense, how to organize things, how to group things so people can remember them, how to take something complex and simplify it into a, a system uh, uh, or, 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 or a layout that makes sense. So that actually led me into uh, usability and interface design and doing some consulting with IBM and women.com, um, a couple of different universities as well. So I did some consulting uh, as, as a result. So that was like my first foray into having my own business. That's where I got my feet wet. Okay, um, all I right. I did some other stuff. Yeah, all I did right. some well, other stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. You, well, you said you, you were in the, in the middle with everything. So now I have to ask you, is this how you made your move from upstate New York to middle Tennessee? Uh, no, actually, we only just recently moved. My wife and my kids, uh, the family, really only just recently moved down. We spent a, a, you know, a total of about 18 months or so looking all around the United States looking for a place to move because, uh, quite frankly, we, we got tired of the, the politics and the taxes and, and the economy and, and so on in, in New York. Uh, not New York City, by the way, in upstate right, New York. Right, upstate, so, yeah. Yeah, upstate. So, you know, not, not even close to the city at all. But, you know, the, the area that we are in, it's like, well, is this really conducive to bringing up children? Is this really good as far as, you know, me being able to easily travel and meet people? Is this really, uh, you know, smart in terms of being taxed, um, you know, more heavily than I think makes sense? Um, and, and with the business growing, uh, it didn't make any sense at the time to, to just hand over more and more money to New York State and not really get much in the way of, of benefits as a result. So we looked around, and, uh, you know, we had looked at Florida. We looked at Texas. We looked at uh, Colorado. We looked at uh, Kentucky because of uh, my brother and sister-in-law. We looked at, uh, at the Carolinas, looked at a few other states as well. And then Tennessee kind of popped up, and we're like, whoa, look at this. And, man, it's just checked all the boxes. We, just, we absolutely love Tennessee. Excellent. Well, you know, I didn't even know that Tennessee was divided into sections. You have uh, Eastern Tennessee and West Tennessee and Middle Tennessee. I, I didn't know that. And you're in two time zones, which I think is quite yeah. interesting. Because I was assuming you were on Eastern time today, and no, you're in Middle Tennessee, so you're on Central time. Right. Central time, <laughs> so, you've got it. <laughs> very, very interesting. All right. Well, take us now, fast forward us to uh, you were working with, with Jay Boyer, and that's how I first knew you five years ago or so, and you've been very kind to include me in, in many things that you had going on during all this time. And now you're working with um, our good friends Jason and Will with Rapid Crush. So tell us a little bit how all this came about. Yeah, so uh, let's jump on the time machine and go back because uh, this is something that's very interesting and, and abnormal in the Internet marketing space. Um, I was a six-figure uh, engineer, 
software engineer, and in particular, I was uh, in the six-figure range as a software engineering manager. So I had a job that was, uh, you know, had some prestige to it. I had uh, pension. I had all these benefits, and you know, things were really looking very good for me to even move up within the the business that I was in, uh, Fortune 50, not Fortune 500, a Fortune 50 company. Um, I was really positioned well. I could explain my job to other people. And so to get into Internet marketing was like, what? You know, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Because I was doing business on the side. I was consulting. But my, my real source of income was as a software engineer, software engineering manager, actually doing systems engineering. In any event, um, I went home. I was at, at my house, uh, or sorry, at my parents' house. And my younger brother, Matt, Matt Rhodes, yes. my, my younger brother, Matt, shows up. I say, hey, Matt, how's it going? He's like, great. And uh, I said, okay, well, you know, how great? Like, what's, what's going on? How's school? He goes, oh, well, forget school. He goes, I'm still in school, but forget school. He goes, I made $3,000 this weekend. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I, pull, I pull him aside, and I, I'm like, dude, are you, basically, are you selling drugs? I mean, I, I literally pulled the guy aside and asked him if he was selling drugs. He's like, no, um, I, I sold a PDF. I'm like, what? And I thought that, you know, because he was in school, he had done some research and then sold some consulting and a, a report. He's like, no, no. He goes, um, he goes, I sold 300 copies of this PDF. And I'm thinking it's hundreds of pages. I'm like, how long did that take you? He goes, no, it took me, it took me you know, last weekend I wrote it, this weekend I sold it. <laughs> and he goes, I sold 300 copies at $10 a piece. So I made $3,000. I'm like, whoa. So the, light, the lights turned on. The lights totally turned on. I realized what, was, you know, what he was doing, how he was doing it. He provided people with a way of, of making money online. He, he sold a system, right, Not, you know, a money-making system that worked. He had proof of, and it just made a whole lot of sense. And so I actually was doing business with my brother for, golly, I don't know, maybe a couple of years or so. Uh, struck out on my own. We went our own ways, nothing bad. We just kind of went in our own uh, own directions. And uh, I was working on my own for, I don't know, a year or two. Uh, bumped into Jay Boyer actually at a live event. Live events are awesome. And, yes, uh, yes. Jay was where in, we, Jay where was we in the meet crowd. everybody. <laughs> yeah, where we meet everyone, right? Oh, I mean, yes, uh, yes. right? So uh, I bump into to Jay. It was actually at a Practical Profits when a bunch mm-hmm. of us got together. He was He was in the crowd. We talked. I'm like, this guy, he's a pretty cool dude. He's pretty sharp. He's uh, highly motivated. Uh, we started working together. One thing led to another. Uh, we hastily put together a real business, you know, uh, JJ Fast. Got the business together, started doing business. And, and we did business together for about four years or, or, or so. And uh, I sold out of that business, you know, nothing, nothing bad. Uh, I just started talking to the Rapid Crush guys. And uh, we re- we collectively kind of realized we'd all make more money. Now, it was a shock. It was like, whoa, it was a shock to me, it was a shock to Jay. It was even a shock to the Rapid Crush guys where, you know, one conversation led to another conversation. And within a very short period of time, at the end of last year, I sold out of everything with JJ Fast. Jay took it over. And, uh, you know, I sold out and said, hey, Jay, okay, you know, I'm, I'm over to Rapid Crush. And I've been the chief marketing officer with Rapid Crush since the beginning of the year. And yes, yes, uh, the way to think about it. I know Jason and Will really, really well, and they were just so thrilled that you were coming aboard, I'll tell you that. So, so thrilled. 
Yeah, I'm very excited about it still, and I'll continue to be excited about it because I'm doing more of what I'm really good at, um, more things that I have talent for and that I, I drive value on. Uh, Jay makes more money. Rapid Crush makes more money. I make more money as Rapid Crush makes more money. We have a, a good arrangement, a very good arrangement there. Uh, so everything works for everyone in terms of making more money. Yeah. And um, the, the reason this is kind of interesting, people are like, well, geez, you know, uh, how does this make sense? Um, you know, in terms of the, the structure, the executives, right? And I said, well, look, think of it this way. Jason is fantastic as a pitch man. He's fantastic as a salesman. He's fantastic from the platform. He is great with, you know, everything from webinars and so on. But he's, he's not so good with a whole bunch of hands-on, day-to-day, mechanical kind of stuff, you know, getting, getting the daily marketing activities done. Um, Following through, now he's very, very good. The, the business as a whole is very, very good at these things, but he has to put in an extraordinary amount of effort to get those things done, and it's not a sweet spot. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got Wilson. And, you know, Will Meadows is like a machine when it comes to human resources and technology, security, infrastructure, architecture. He's great with the financials, right? He's very, very good with the yeah. operational side of things. He is the chief operating officer. Well, if you think about what I just said, you've got these bookends. You've got a guy who's great with the, with the strategy, with the vision, with the hooks, with the sales angles, with you know, uh, networking with, with big wigs, with you know, uh, having people understand what it is they should really be doing with these consultations, with masterminds and live events. And at the other end, you've got a guy who's great at execution at the, at, you know, on the boots on the ground level. Well, there's all of this stuff. There's a cavern in between. It's a grand canyon between those guys in terms of the daily marketing, in terms of product creation, product launches, in terms of fulfillment of things like bonuses, in terms of making sure that the, the uh, you know, joint venture partners that we've been talking to, they've got all of their links. That if, you know, these affiliates are, are happy. They've got the materials they need, the downloads, the customers are are you know aware of what's coming that the messaging is consistent and that's what I do. So day to day I'm I'm running the marketing of Rapid Crush. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily coming up with a with a great new idea, although that happens when Jason and I talk. And it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean I'm off hiring someone, but I might talk to Will about bringing in the next person who's going to provide, you know, design services or support, things like that. So I end up being the glue uh, between these guys, and I leverage them, and they leverage me, and the, the entire business has grown as a result. I mean, it's great. The, the, the first couple of months of this year, um, we're, it's, it's fantastic. The numbers are blowout. We're doing just really, really, really well. So Excellent. You know, everything's, come, Excellent. everything's working like it should. That's perfect. Well, let's talk about one program in, in particular with them, the 6 and 6 program. And I want people to take a look at this. So if you are listening right now, I want you to go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash 6 in 6. That's the number 6, I-N, and then the number 6, 6 in 6. And this is a program that I started with them almost at the very beginning with. I'll be doing my fourth presentation for them in just a few weeks and I know that you and Jay have done presentations for this. And tell us a little bit about the evolution of 6 and 6 and what you see for the near future. Yeah, absolutely. 6 and 6 is a great, great coaching program. One of the key things about 6 and 6 is that you finally get to do an assessment of where you are at, where you are going to be going, 
and how to get there. And there, there's an entire process right up front to provide you with awareness about your own business, other businesses, and where you can take your business, and then it helps you lay that out. So that's right up front. And then the other thing that 6 and 6 does for you, so by the way, that, that value alone, that's worth $500,000, $2,000 just to get that awareness, like very, very concrete, very straightforward on what you need to be doing right now. And then 6 and 6, the overall trainings and the, and the coaching that is uh, available, the beauty of it is, is that it's like, okay, well, you need to know about copywriting, it's in there. You need to know about you know, business structures, business entities, it's in there. You want to know about something like I, I've presented in several six and six sessions myself before I was um, a Rapid Crush executive, haha, <laughs> right, before I was even <laughs> inside a Rapid Crush. But uh, one of the recent trainings that I did, for example, was what is the perfect business? And I outline in no uncertain terms exactly what the perfect business is. And so you can evaluate your business in relation to what the perfect business is. And also what's really great about this is that you can sort of uh, look at it in terms of, well, geez, I don't have a perfect business, but how can I evolve toward a more perfect business? So that's an example of like one of the trainings that's in there. There are right now somewhere around maybe 97, 98 trainings and coaching sessions that are inside six and six. We're actually coming up on um, 100, which is going to be a, a Lollapalooza, you know, blowout kind of uh, six and six training session. I'm yeah, really excited about is, that. Is, yeah, my next one, I think I'm like number 105 or something, and that'll be. Oh, and we're already that far along. Yeah, well, that, well, well, I'm doing it in May, so you know that'll be my fourth one. I did article marketing, and I've done uh, Kindle books, and so many different different things. My next one will be book, blog, podcast, and how you can Got get all it. those three things going together to really have a traffic machine and marketing machine going. But and also, if they go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash six in six, they can get started for a dollar which I think is really wonderful because once you get in for a dollar, then that's when you really see the value and you're, you're ready to stay. Plus, you stay in for six months and you're in for life. And like you're saying, we're already into, I guess, the uh, third year? Yes. I guess we're, yes. we're starting the third year of that of that program. It's it's just amazing, just amazing. Yeah. Well, John, it's been so wonderful talking to you. You're just such an interesting person and you have such great experience and you know I just I just love having this opportunity to to share you with my my community of of people and you know what would you leave people with if they're just getting started as an entrepreneur and they're not sure which direction and that you know they they see that we're doing extremely well with internet marketing so I think that's that's obvious finally in 2015 but what would you say to people to really encourage them and send them in a direction that would be helpful to them yeah, I, I kind of have to bundle a few things together uh, kind of quickly. So, so the first thing is, is you need to know yourself. You need to know what your unique abilities are, what your sole purpose is. You really need to know yourself and know what value you can provide to other people. And, and the way that you can do this is the following. I would write this down. Uh, uh, if you're a listener and you're kind of going, okay, what is this? You know, write this down. This is how you can decide on what to be working on exactly. Number one, what are you really, really passionate about? And make a list of all those things that you're passionate about. So now that you have that list of everything you're passionate about, now uh, take that list and say, okay, now filter it uh, by things that you're really great at doing. 
So the first thing is passion. I'm passionate about these 12 things. Really passionate about these 12. Start crossing off those things that you're not good at. So maybe you love pottery. You love pottery, but you're not very good at it. Cross it off. But maybe you're really great at writing. You love writing and you're very good at it. Okay? So now you have a list that starts off with the passions. Then you look at what you're actually good at, and you know that you're good at it. Either someone's told you or people have told you or you just kind of know you're great at it. And then you have a smaller list. But the last filter is, will people value what you do in the form of payment? Will they pay you for what you've done? Now, if you align those three moons, what you've got is unrelenting energy because you're passionate about it. So it comes from the heart comes from the soul. It's in alignment with your, you know, your purpose, your soul, and, and all these good things. Right? So the good stuff is there. The energy, the never-ending energizer bunny is there because you're passionate. You're also very good at it. So there's expertise. You can continue to focus and, and fine-tune what it is that you're, what you're good at and what you have energy for. And then number three, very importantly, uh, you know, the, the bottom line capitalist in me and hopefully in you says, how do I make money now? Oh, can I make money? Yes, I can. So if you check all three of those boxes, that's what you should work on. That's what you should work on to the exclusion of everything else. Get help on the other things you're not good at. Get help on the things that you're not passionate about. Outsource, network, joint venture, pay for the help, get consultation, get, you know, buy software, whatever it is that eliminates what you're weak at, what you're not good at, what people won't pay you for, and focus on the, on, the, on the things that you're passionate about that also you're very good at and can get better and that people will pay you for. If you do that, you will create and build wealth over time. In fact, that is the path to being a millionaire, even a multimillionaire. That is, that is the path. You do that and you will win the game. Everything comes into alignment if you align those three moons. I, I love that, John. I, I call that finding the sweet spot where all three of those converge. That's how I think of that. And I love how you described it. I think people will get huge, huge value from, from doing that exercise. I really do. You can literally do this. What I, what I think is beautiful, Connie, is you can literally do that activity in 10 minutes, maybe even maybe 15 minutes. You can figure out exactly yeah. what you should be doing with your life what you should be doing with your life, you can do that exercise in 10 to 15 minutes. You make a list, you cross things out, you cross out more things, and what's remaining is what you should be working your butt off toward. Yeah, because you know, really, really that's what I did in the beginning, John. Um, I, I went to people I knew and I said, you know, what, what am I good at? What, when you think of me, what do you think of me as doing? And it was writing and editing and teaching. And what I really love doing you know, was was helping people with their writing because I was a teacher for 20 years. And then, you know, what was I was I really great at doing? I was great at helping them put that writing together. And then I went to the marketplace to see what was what was going to sell. For the first two years I was online, I helped people write and market and and get going with eBooks. I was eBook writing and marketing secrets. That was me for the first two yep. years. So I That's did right. that. That's right. Fantastic. And use that as a springboard for what I'm doing today. So thank you so so much. <laughs> uh, thank you, Connie. You're you're a real gem. You are a champion. I appreciate uh, the time we spent together. 
Yes, wonderful, wonderful. All right, I've been talking to John S. Rhodes, and we want you to go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash six, the number six, six in six, to find out more about the six in six program. So I am from Huge Profits Tiny List. Be sure to subscribe to all of the calls in the podcast series. Take care, everyone. Take care, John. Thanks, Tony. Take care.